On this episode of Locked On Lightning, we're looking at the Lightning's next slate of games. We're also discussing Anthony Sorelli, how has he fared now that he's starting to get things going in 2023. All that more, but first, let's play that music. You're Locked On Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I just want to remind you that today's episode of Locked On Lightning is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Today, we're talking about looking ahead as well as looking back. Uh, We're talking about the Lightning's next slate of games after starting the second half of their season on a little bit of a rough note they've managed to turn it around picking up a big win against colorado avalanche who have been starting to get things going uh, as more of their star players are coming back from injury and getting it together and then picking up a an even bigger win against the dallas stars on saturday and you would think that with those two teams out of the way, you know, you would kind of get a little bit of a reprieve in the schedule, but no, the Lightning are back at it tomorrow night in Colorado against the Avalanche and then against Vegas on Saturday. Now, you may have mentioned I did not mention Wednesday's game against Arizona just because I we'll, we, we kind of all know how that's going to go and and what kind of atmosphere that's going to be because they are playing in a 5,000-seat arena. So, really, you know, the Lightning, I, I expect them to take care of business there. Uh, minimal adversity to be faced in that game. But we're looking at the other games as well uh, ahead of them because it, it doesn't get much smoother uh, for the rest of the month of February. After they're in Vegas, they come home against Anaheim. Now, Anaheim is, at the moment, a lottery team. And they're one of those teams where I feel like a lot of people sleep on them because of how they've performed this year. My opinion about them is, in terms of performance, is that I really think that that they're kind of what the Detroit Red Wings, what we saw out of them the last couple of years – a team that is not quite there just yet. Loads of talent to be had on this team. Um, as well as uh, really their greatest downfall is their greatest strength, and that is the youth that is on this, te- on this team. And, and they've slowly and surely been signing players here and there uh, to, to bring in some sort of leadership, uh, veteran leadership. Now, we all know about John Gibson, John, John Gibson, in net, but you know, it's not just the goaltender that needs to be leader. You need to have some from some skaters that could also lead as well. Frank Vetrano, uh, who we are all familiar with, played with the Rangers last year towards the end of last season and in the playoffs, signed a contract in the offseason with them. Uh, we got Buffalo the following the following uh Thursday on the 23rd. Um, we all know what to expect about Buffalo. Buffalo is one of those teams has really taken a big step forward. Uh, this season, I still think a little bit ahead of schedule. Um, 
I, I, I think that in terms of difficulty, I, I, I think out of 10, we could probably rate this game a seven or maybe even an eight, depending on how really honestly you feel about the Buffalo Sabres. Um, this is a toss-up game for me. I, I think that as much as I want to lean in and say that the Lightning should win this game, especially after rattling off two wins, uh, two big ones against two of the best teams in the Western Conference. I mean, we we still have Colorado again and Vegas uh, the following Saturday, like I just said. Uh, before I could really, you know, feel some type of assurance, because uh, as we know in the past, the Lightning, especially against these these mid-level Atlantic Division teams, tend to somewhat struggle. Uh, we have Buffalo right here on the 23rd, and then we got Detroit, which same thing. They're a team, like I just said. Um, and, and, you know, one can make, make the argument for them that they are playing well this year despite what their record looks like. And, and I think that those two games will be win or lose, still relatively good tune-up games because of what you got ahead of you, and that's that's Pittsburgh uh, in Pittsburgh, and then you got Florida uh, to round out the month of February. And then can I just take a moment to discuss the schedule this year? I don't understand why the league is scheduling things the way they are, and, and, and I know it might be because of events that are had at Amelie or, or events that may be being had at other arenas, but at the same time, this isn't – we're not back in the days where it, five players from a from a hockey team can be ravaged with COVID and, and be gone, and then, you know, you kind of have to reschedule games. I, I don't understand it. I mean, just look at the first two games back from the All-Star game. Uh, you got a home and away back-to-back, and then you got a home and away on the road uh, in the next two days. I, I just don't understand it. I really don't understand why – the NHL is cramming all these games together. And I get it. You're you, you want to give yourself some, some room, I guess, to, to just, you know, give players some more rest. But at the same time, if, if you follow the structure of the schedule going into the month of March, I, I, I don't see a problem with that. I don't see a problem as to why the league Needs and now I get it. One week off is fine, like we used to do before COVID. Teams have a, like a, a week or two off, uh, along with the All Star weekend, and that's fine. But at the same time, I don't understand it. I don't get it. It, it just I, I feel like if you're looking, especially at the Tampa Bay Lightning, it, it, in some way, one can make the argument that it really doesn't allow them to get into some sort of groove. I mean. You look at the previous month's schedule back in January, back to back to start the first week of of January, start the new year, and then you're in in Winnipeg, and then the Lightning are off for three days, and then they have two games at home. And my argument would have been there, what's the rush? I mean, all you got to do is just move that Winnipeg game to Saturday, have Minnesota on Thursday, and I think that would be a reasonable thing to have instead of these back-to-backs that really, in this day and age, 
with with the amount of flexibility, I I really don't think that there's much of a need anymore uh, in the modern day NHL for a back to back. Now, as we know, you know, back in the day, travel was a little bit different. But I, I mean, at the same time, and maybe this is something the players union could could talk to the league about in in the future. You know, there's like I said, there's really no need for back to backs in the modern NHL. I don't see a reasoning for it. All I see is it, it, it it's just an inconvenience to to everybody. Um, it's unnecessary. I mean, you you look at uh, in a perfect example, which it, it you kind of need to kind of need to scratch your head and figure out why did the league do this. So, looking forward in March, and, and this is why you kind of scratch your head is like, well, there's a back to back in two different cities in two nights, and then at the same time the lightning play the devils twice in the span of a week in new jersey march 14th and march 16th i don't can someone explain to me that reasoning i don't i don't get it i mean if if there was ever a time to have a back to back do that i think that's fine i mean that that that's that's a no brainer there on the schedule but i i don't know i i i don't and and i'm saying this all obviously without looking at every all the other 31 schedules that are out there for the other 31 teams. So I, I feel like that, that there, there was really not that much thought put into the schedule this year. And, and, you know, as we all know, and we posted a graphic on the show a couple of weeks ago, the, the lightning have, I believe it's the, the third toughest schedule uh, left in the NHL. So, and what's the reasoning for that? And, and it really drops off. I mean, you you look at the other teams. I I don't think that there's many teams really that have like this ridiculous of a schedule. Even in March, you have a noon game on a Saturday in Buffalo, and then you got to be in Carolina for a three o'clock game the next day. Someone explain that to me. I don't understand it. I I I, I am sometimes left befuddled by the way the league uh, schedules things, and and not entirely sure what the con I would love to be the fly on the wall really for, for the schedule making. So uh, maybe we'll see some sort of a reprieve for the lightning next season, but I, I don't get it at the end of the day, it, it, especially to a teams that are going to be playoff teams. And, and I'm not saying that the lightning should get preferential treatment in terms of scheduling because the league expects them to be in the playoffs. I don't think that, I mean, there's really no way to, to really, predict that i mean a lot can happen over the span of a hockey season where a team that is really expected to make the playoffs doesn't and then you're kind of left there with somewhat of a of a normal schedule but anyway it, it, that's just one of the things that really really frustrates me about the scheduling and just the lightning schedule this season uh let me know in the comments below what you think about the lightning schedule has the league been fair to them in my opinion i don't think so I, I just think that there's a lot, like I said, I mean, case in point, you have a back-to-back -back Buffalo and Carolina, but then you're playing in Jersey twice in three days. So make it make sense. Uh, so, but one thing that at least we can make sense uh, about is the way Anthony Sorelli has been playing. And we'll talk about him uh, in just a couple of minutes in the second segment. But first, I want to talk about one of today's sponsors, and that is Athletic Greens. 
Now, it's that time of year. The weather's been funky. Now, I know some of you may be in Florida. Well, I'm up in New York. The weather has been really weird this year. Uh, one day, it's almost almost 55, 60 degrees. The next day, you're going to think that we're going to have snow. And, you know, when the weather's going up and down like that, I need to have some sort of vitamin supplement intake. Now, I don't want to take all these different pills. I mean, it's just a pain in the butt. And, and Athletic Greens really helps me with that. Uh, with just one scoop each morning, it really gives me all I need to support my immune, my immune system. And it's convenient. I don't need to do spend on different all these different brands. And the best part about it is that it costs less than $3 a day. And then I'm in he- investing in my health. And it's cheaper than that maybe somewhat addictive cold brew habit. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune support and vitamin D and five free travel packs for your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up your ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So moving on to Anthony Sorelli. Now you may have real remember a couple of weeks ago we did our player report cards or player rankings or grades or midseason grades whatever you want to call and i skipped on anthony sorelli and i i think we could all agree that he hadn't played that many games up until then uh i believe if i'm not mistaken he didn't even he was close to or didn't even hit the 20 game mark at that point uh, as we all know, Sorelli uh, got a little bit of a late start, didn't play until December 3rd, uh, and he's got off to a little bit of a slow start, in my opinion. I mean, as every player does for the most part, especially a player that is just coming back from surgery that has just been injured. And But since the new year, since the, the clock hit 2023, he has really turned it around. I mean, 17 games played four goals and nine points plus minus of seven. And really that's what you love to see out of your second line uh, centerman. I mean, we've been talking for how many seasons now about Anthony Sorelli that, that he, his development is so key to the long-term success of this lightning team. And, when he came back, I mean, up in the, the the void that he left while obviously he was out due to surgery, uh, you could see it at times. It, it really affected the lightning, having that that presence down the middle and really, really having him back. And, and not only the fact that he's back and performing, but just having that that veteran Perform, uh, leadership that presence that that I feel like at times the lightning lacked with him gone now obviously we all know the 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 surplus of leadership that is on this team but I feel like when you've had a guy especially Anthony Sorelli that that is been was drafted by the franchise was developed by the franchise brought up through the system and and has won a couple of cups with the team um that goes a long way uh not to say you know Brandon Hagel being on the team uh definitely uh, his performance has done wonders for this Lightning team this year. But something about having a homegrown guy, especially one down the middle, uh, it, it hits a little different. And, and I think that, you know, some people might understand what I'm saying and, and might agree with me on that. Um, 
And like I said, he has done a phenomenal job. And, and I'm really curious to see where he lines up at the end of the season because, I, like I said, I, I, I think that from day one when we had the conversation about him coming back, I, I, I really think that that was really the issue for this lightning team. And, and like I said, at times they were really, they were really hurting without him. And, and I don't think that, I don't think that obviously his performance is going to make or break, you know, make this is, is going to be the defining factor between getting to the playoffs or not. I mean, I think the lightning were a playoff team, but I think one can make the argument that, Sorelli, if he's rolling on all cylinders by <clears throat> by the playoffs, I I think that definitely seventy one is the difference between getting to the conference finals, and because that's I think we could all agree that is probably um, the minimum that we want to see out of this team come playoff time uh, is is an Eastern Conference appearance. I think anything less would be a very very big disappointment. And I think some actually probably all these players on this team will probably agree uh, with that assessment. But I think Sorelli down the line, if he's going to the playoffs, I, I, I think he is really the difference maker between the Lightning losing in the Eastern Conference Finals and and moving on to the Stanley Cup. And, I mean, we've all seen how he has played. Uh, like I said, five goal uh four goals this entire month uh actually this in, since since the beginning of the new year uh five goals on the season 11 assists that brings him to 16 and i would like to see him you know obviously like i said he's he's a little bit of a slow start to the season but you know he's he got a late start as well i i think that really the magic number and points for Sorelli and maybe I'm stretching it a little bit too much. Let me know in the comments below what you think or how, what will your preference be uh, in terms of where you would like his stats to be, where you would feel good about the Lightning's success down the road. Because uh, like I said on the last episode, I think it's a foregone conclusion that the Lightning are playing the Maple Leafs at this point um, as to whether the Lightning finish in second or third in the, the division. I really don't care i think that we could all agree especially over the last couple of seasons that the the home ice advantage is somewhat of a non-factor and i think especially in a first round slobber knocker with the toronto maple leafs that i i feel like in certain moments it will but i feel like in the grand scheme of things it really doesn't really matter uh for the outcome of the series but um i think that Sorelli's numbers, I would have to say, if I had to predict where, I, or I guess maybe this is somewhat wishful thinking, I'd probably say that he's probably in the, I, I think him finishing in the 30 point range or just on the dot with 30 points, I think that is probably a good mark or at least a good, uh, somewhat of a milestone to, to, to hit all things considered, like I said, got a very late start in the season, uh, only has been playing since the first week of December. 
but has really turned it on uh, since New Year. And I would really like to see um, the goal number go a little bit higher up. So if he's 30 points, he's at five goals right now, I'd probably want to put him probably 12. I think 12 goals to finish up with is probably a good, good, not only a good, good mark, but I think it's a reasonable mark. I think 12 is, you know, I would like to, I would have liked to have pushed it to 15, but I don't know how reasonable that is. I mean, who knows? Maybe he could go on a little bit of a tear, but yeah, I, I think. 12 is probably a little bit better than than probably a lot of people would probably expect. Uh, his face-off percentage has been phenomenal since he's gone back. Uh, 53.6 uh, on the season. And I expect him to kind of hover around that ideally. Now, maybe, like I said, maybe I'm being a little, maybe this is more wishful thinking than just predicting if we could get him up to 55, that'd be great. Um, but yeah, I mean, as long as he stays in the fifties, I don't care. Uh, we've always stressed and I've always stressed here on this show that puck puck control is, is a huge, huge issue for the lightning. Uh, most times it's, it's win or lose. Uh, it's a win or lose factor for them. And I think that if the lightning continue to win the faceoffs, which they have been doing a very good job of is winning the battles in this in the faceoff circle. If they can continue to do that and dictate the pace of the game, uh, that's something that I think is uh, is going to be very very beneficial to them. And and I think obviously it all starts with a guy like Anthony Sorelli. So we'll keep an eye on Sorelli going forward. You know, can he get to that thirty point mark? Can he get to that twelve goal mark? I would ideally like to get him to 12. I think 15. I mean, who knows? You know, we still have a couple of months left. I, I think he gets on a little bit of a hot streak here and, you know, tallies off the goals here and there, maybe points here and there. If he get if he finishes under 30 points, but he gets 15 goals for a center, especially in the second line, I mean, I don't see how he doesn't finish under 30 if he gets to that 15 goal mark. But I I, I think that John Cooper uh, putting him on that second line, especially now, uh, is going to be very beneficial to him with, with him and Kalorn and Hagel. Now, who knows how long Kalorn will be here uh, if he will get moved at the, the trade deadline or not. I think at this point he won't. But you never know. You never know, um, especially with an expiring contract uh, and and Kalorn potentially walking at the end of the year. We'll we'll see about that. But yeah, I I think Kalorn does get to thirty points. Uh, the likelihood of reaching him reaching fifteen, I think, is probably probably I would say thirty five percent at this point. But that's not a bad thing. As long as he continues to tally points and win faceoffs, I'm com- completely fine with that. And also, what I'm really completely fine with is our next sponsor, one of our newer sponsors, and that is FanDuel. Now, in case you haven't heard, uh, FanDuel is one of the is not only one of the, but is America's number one sports book. 
And you got to hop on this deal that they're having right now because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back up back. If your first bet doesn't win, then you could bet on everything from the money line to the point scores and goals scored bet on Anthony Sorelli from now until the end of the season to tally at least a point a night. I think that's a good bet right there. I think tomorrow night, uh, I haven't looked at the 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 over-under yet for the Lightning game, but if I had to guess, the over-under for the, for the Lightning game against the Avalanche would probably be at six and a half, maybe probably five and a half. But I would say whether it's five and a half or six and a half, bet the over. I think it's going to be a big night. I think that especially the Avalanche getting shut out in their last uh, matchup against the Lightning, I think they're going to come in uh, swinging – Heavy and early, so the Lightning are definitely going to be at their toes, and I think it's definitely going to be a somewhat of a high-scoring game. And the best part about FanDuel, for me at least, is that they have an easy-to-use app. Uh, they, you know, you want to make an in-game in-game bet, boom, right there, you're done, move on, wait for your money, wait for your bet to win, hopefully. Uh, so don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. So wrapping things up here on the show, if you haven't already done so, please go ahead and like and subscribe to the podcast. Give us a follow wherever podcasts are distributed. We are available in audio form, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, wherever we are there. We are also on YouTube. So go ahead and subscribe to our channel. Hit that thumbs up button. Drop a comment below this video. Uh, let us know. Is Sorelli, do you think he's going to get to that 30 point mark? I think that is... You know, I didn't want to go to the 40-point mark. I think that's a little bit too much to ask, especially with so little of the games for him played. And, you know, I, I still think he's still figuring it out right now, even though he's been playing very well since New Year's. But I, I think that 30, 30 points is, is probably a good mark or at least a reasonable and rational uh, point mark to, to, to go for. Uh, let me know. Do you think that is probably a good good place to point him at? Do you think 15 goals is a little bit unreasonable? I mean, if he hits 15-15 on the dot, I'm perfectly fine with that. And I think that Anthony Sorelli would too. So let me know about that. Let me know about the scheduling. Uh, we spoke about that in the first half of this show, of course. Do you think I, – I, I mean – Am I being unreasonable with that as well? I, I think that the league, it, it's there's no reason in this NHL, in this day and age, to 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 have back-to-back games. I mean, it's you you've seen over the next couple of schedules now the Lightning do have a back-to-back uh in the last month of the of the year, but there's no need for it. There's really no need for it. I would prefer a game every other day, like we see uh in March. So let me know about that. So yeah, big game tomorrow night. I think the lightning win four, two, I think, you know, as we saw in the Stanley cup final last year, the lightning struggled uh, for numerous reasons in Colorado when they were there Uh, with the altitude, everyone says the altitude's an issue. Um, I don't know how much of that really plays a factor. If you were to ask the players, of course, I think they would say, you know, I think after the first couple of shifts, I think you're just over it at that point. Um, 
and and it just you know you you don't really think about it and then at the same time the lighting were very banged up at that point in time but you know what uh i love love stanley cup stanley cup rematches and i very much enjoyed uh that shutout win uh for the lightning last week and and i can't wait i mean hopefully we could see another shutout uh tomorrow night vasileski will be in net for this one so maybe uh Maybe the, the shutout bell will ring twice. So we'll be back tomorrow uh, to preview this game as well, or maybe back late. Uh, keep tabs on our social media pages, LO underscore lightning on Twitter, as well as locked on underscore lightning on Instagram. Uh, you follow those. We'll provide updates of when an episode will be dropping. So in the meantime, that'll be it for this episode of Locked on Lightning, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Denker. I'll talk to you next.